and welcome back to Coco Sleep, your podcast of original children's bedtime stories and meditations designed to make bedtime a dream. Ooh, tonight's a big night for Coco as he's heading back to school tomorrow, and I'm sure many of you know that feeling. But I wonder if you also know the superpower that feeling nervous can bring to you. You'll soon hear all about it in this story. But first, let's hear who's joined the Coco Club today. Hi, Connor, Olivia, Maisie, Haley, Bunny, Harlow, Unibel, Alex, Nora, Esty, Keelan and Easton, and Jessica Golden. Thanks for joining us all here in the clubhouse. It's lovely to have you. I also mustn't forget to wish a very special little listener a happy birthday today. So Talia in Canada, happy birthday. I hope you've had a wonderful day and here's a special birthday kiss from Coco. Before we begin, a quick message for the grown-ups. If you'd like to support our podcast, enjoy ad-free listening, unlock four bonus stories per month, and much, much more, you can join Coco Club. Subscribe in just two taps via the link in the show notes. But now, here's a quick word from our sponsors. As I was saying, he's a little nervous for his first day back at school tomorrow, which is totally normal. But he will soon realise that he needn't be. Let's hear how he will spend his first day back after the long summer break. Maybe it will help you think of all the fun ahead of you too. So tuck yourself up in bed, snuggle down under the covers and relax your shoulders. Maybe gently shake your head and close your eyes too. Now we're ready to begin. Coco Goes to Sleepy Forest Elementary by Luke Prendergast Deep in the heart of a faraway forest stood a cosy wooden cabin. Inside the cabin lived a family of koalas. The youngest member of the family was called Coco. One evening at the beginning of September... Coco was being tucked into bed by his mother. His pillow was soft under his ears. The gentle rustling of leaves came from the trees around the cabin, and he had enjoyed a warm cup of cocoa. But for some reason that night, Coco was extra fidgety. He simply couldn't settle down. What's the matter with you? His mother asked him kindly. It's like you've got ants in your pants. Coco let out a giggle. His mother was always saying funny things, like having ants in your pants or bees in your bonnets, which didn't make any sense when you really thought about them. I don't think I can sleep, he told her. I'm too busy thinking about tomorrow. Coco's mother smiled with sympathy. Tomorrow was Coco's first day back at Sleepy Forest Elementary School after he had spent a long summer off hanging out with his friends and relaxing. Are you excited? she asked him. Oh yes, Coco said, nodding his head up and down. I'm very excited. But then he paused, and a little frown appeared on his furry face. 
His mother, who had known Coco all his life and often had a sixth sense about how he was feeling, reached out a paw and touched his face. But you're a bit nervous too, are you? she asked him. Coco nodded more slowly this time, but he didn't say anything. Sometimes he found it hard to admit he was nervous. And what are you worried about? His mother asked him softly. Well, he replied, I'm going into a new year and lots of things will be different. I hope that my teacher is nice and that I learn lots of things and I also hope I have fun. When he'd finished speaking, Coco immediately felt calmer. When he was worried about something, he often found that it made things much better to say those things out loud. Sharing his worries with someone else always seemed to lighten them and make them appear less significant than they had before. Now he stopped fidgeting so much and lay his head down on the soft pillow. His mother said, Those are all very normal worries to have. In fact, I bet that every little animal in the sleepy forest is excited and nervous going to bed tonight. Nerves aren't entirely a bad thing, she told him. Sometimes having a few nerves can be good. How so? asked Coco. Well, his mother said, Nerves can be put to good use. If you don't have a few of them, you'd never have the opportunity to be brave. Coco was always impressed by just how wise his mother was. She was absolutely right. At her words, the last of Coco's remaining nerves had disappeared, and he told her that now he was only looking forward to tomorrow. Very good she said, pulling the covers over him and giving him a kiss on the head. Now, the sooner you sleep, the sooner morning will come. She really was very wise. Coco slept very peacefully that night indeed and dreamed of all the adventures he might get up to in the new school year. He woke up feeling fresh and rejuvenated. He hopped right out of bed and did a big morning stretch. <sighs> For the first time in weeks, he put on his school uniform, a white shirt, a pair of grey shorts, a bright green tie with the Sleepy Forest Elementary logo on it, some socks, and his black leather shoes. He looked in the mirror. He was ready to go. His mother had already made him some porridge, and before he left the treehouse, she handed him his school bag. I've put your packed lunch in there for you, she told him. Now go and have a wonderful first day back at school. Coco thanked his mother, gave her a big hug, and set off through the forest for school. Outside the school gates, which swung open on two especially strong tree trunks, all of the other students were gathering. There were lots of faces there he didn't recognise. Students from the old years and others newly arriving at Sleepy Forest Elementary. But then 
he saw two of his best friends, Camo the chameleon and Prickles the hedgehog, standing the other side of the gates. He went over to them and said hello. They both looked really pleased to see him. Hello, Coco, they said. Coco asked them both how they were doing this morning. I'm excited, said Prickles. I can't wait to learn new things and make new friends. And he gave a bristle of his needles to show just how excited he was. Camo was a little more quiet. He had the extraordinary ability to change the colour of his skin, sometimes to camouflage himself with his surroundings, or other times to put on a wonderful show. Today, he was the colour of leaves and tree bark. I'm feeling a bit shy, he whispered to Coco. Coco put his arm around his friend and told him the advice his mother had given him the night before. It's good to have a few nerves. That's how you get to be brave. Coco's advice made Camo feel much better indeed. His skin ripples and turns lots of bright colours, like a rainbow. Thanks, Coco, he said. Just then there was a noise from above. Twit to woo and a big Tawny owl with dark feathers and a thick pair of spectacles flew down in front of them. All the students fell silent. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sleepy Forest Elementary, said the owl. My name is Mrs. Merryfeathers, and I'm your teacher this year. Coco, Camo and Prickles looked at each other with relief. Mrs. Merryfeathers seemed like a very kind and very clever teacher already. Now, if you'd like to follow me, Mrs. Merryfeathers went on, let's start the first day of school. And with those words, she spread her broad wings and fluttered through the doors of the school. The students all followed after her. They found themselves in a room with benches running against the walls, with a row of pegs above them. This, said the owl, is where we can leave our belongings. It's much warmer in the school than it is out in the forest, so everyone... Hang up your coats on the pegs, leave your bags on the benches, and tuck your shoes neatly underneath. You'll find your name tag under your peg. The students all began to walk around the room, searching for their pegs. Coco soon found his. It was in the corner, not very far from Camo's peg. He hung up his coat, slipped off his shoes and lay them next to each other beneath the bench and left his bag on top of it. When they were all ready, the students followed Mrs. Merryfeathers into the classroom. Wow, whispered Camo. The classroom was amazing. 
The teacher's desk was at the front with a tree branch that had been trained across it, perfect for Mrs. Merryfeathers to perch on, and all the other tables were arranged in the middle. Across the walls were all kinds of colourful displays. An alphabet cut out in stencils snaked overhead, all of the times tables, and a perfect map of the sleepy forest. That's where I live, cried Coco, pointing to a spot on the map. Coco, Camo and Prickles all sat down at a table together. In the middle of the table were some large sheets of paper and a few packs of crayons with many different colours. Mrs. Merryfeathers had flown to her perch and now gave a loud hoot to quieten everyone down. Now, class, she said, the first lesson of the year will be art. You will all find some drawing materials in the middle of your desks. Your task for the morning is to draw a picture of your homes. She gave a happy click of her beak. Off you go. Coco, Camo and Prickles all agreed that this was a very fun way to start the school year and got to work with great enthusiasm. Coco drew a picture of the cabin he shared with his family, nestled amongst the trees. He chose three different colours of green to show the variety and beauty of all their leaves. Prickles drew a picture of the burrow house he shared with his father and his baby siblings. It was underground and ever so cosy, perfect for hibernating in over the winter. On the walls, he made sure to add the brushes that his family used to clean their spines and make them shine. Camo drew a picture of his family's home, which was down by Sleepy River. He made the river water sparkle and drew a wardrobe full of all his favourite fancy dress clothes. He worked very hard, using many crayons to make his bedroom walls shimmer as though they were covered in velvet. That's amazing, said Prickles, looking over at Camo's drawing. Yes, Camo, Coco agreed. You're a truly talented artist. Camo blushed a little. Oh, thanks, guys, he said. It must be your natural flair for colour. Coco said, making Camo turn completely red. When everyone in the class had finished their drawings, they took turns standing at the front, showing each other their hard work. Coco had never imagined that all the people in Sleepy Forest lived in such wondrous places. The beavers in the dam they built themselves, the dolphins in their underwater palaces, the flamingos in their beach huts. Soon enough, Mrs. Merryfeathers rang a bell. It was time for lunch. They all formed an orderly line and filed neatly out of the classroom. But in the cloakroom, they discovered that during the excitement of the art lesson, 
They hadn't noticed a huge blast of wind had blown through the door, pulling all the coats off their hooks and leaving them in a jumbled heap on the floor. Prickles was worried. How will we ever find out whose coat is whose? Don't worry, Mrs. Merryfeathers responded calmly. This is why all of your parents have sewed your name tags into your coats. So that way you won't lose them. So all the students began to rifle through the big pile of coats, checking the name tags in the collars and handing them to their rightful owners. It turned out that it was a good thing that the wind had blown through in the end because it gave Coco, Camo and Prickles the chance to meet many of their new classmates and give them back their coats. Out in the playground, they all sat down in a circle. Coco searched through his bag and pulled out the packed lunch his mother had made him. Cheese sandwiches with extra eucalyptus leaves. Delicious. In his lunchbox, Camo had a couple of oranges cut up into slices. Prickles had three pots of yogurt, one chocolate flavour, one raspberry flavour and the last one cookies and cream. His dad had slipped a slice of brownie into his box too. Prickles' dad was one of the best bakers in all of Sleepy Forest. The three friends shared all their lunches. Coco cut his sandwich into slices and passed them around. Camo handed out segments of orange, and Prickles gave Coco and Camo a yogurt each, and a bite of brownie too. They agreed that they would always share their lunches, because it meant that they could each enjoy a bit of everything. After they'd eaten, the whole class played in the playground. Champ, the chimpanzee, taught everyone how to hop from monkey bar to monkey bar as though they were flying through the air, which everybody thought was a whole lot of fun. When Mrs. Merry Feathers rang her bell again, they all filed back into the classroom and took their seats. Next to the teacher's perch was a big wooden box covered with a blue sheet of fabric. It was all rather mysterious. This afternoon, the wise owl announced, we will be learning to play musical instruments. And with these words, she pulled the blue sheet off the box with a flourish to reveal a chest full of musical instruments. All of the students cheered. They were very excited to learn to play musical instruments. Each student took it in turn to go up to the big wooden chest and take from it an instrument of their choice. Prickles took a xylophone with two wooden sticks. Camo took out a clarinet. Finally, it was Coco's turn. He went up to the chest, looked through it, and finally saw the musical instrument he wanted. A groovy-looking blue guitar with bright yellow stars and lightning bolts decorated all over it. 
This one's for me, he cried and carried the guitar back to his friends. For the rest of the afternoon, they practiced their musical instruments. At first, none of them were very good. Prickles couldn't hit his xylophone to the right beat. Camo blew into his clarinet and it came out as a loud squeak. And Coco kept seeming to pluck the wrong string of his guitar. But as time went by and they continued to practice, they found they were getting better and better. Prickles discovered he actually had a natural sense of rhythm. Camo's clarinet playing sounded like the most beautiful bird song, and Coco learned chord after chord on his snazzy blue guitar. It wasn't so different from the ukulele in the end. At the end of the class, the teacher asked them to perform a song together. At first, Coco felt a bit nervous to put on a show in front of the whole class. But Camo the comedian remembered the advice Coco had given him that morning and said, Sometimes nerves can be good, Coco. They give you the chance to be brave. Coco thanked his friend for reminding him of his own advice and, taking a deep breath, mustered up all his bravery. When the three of them performed their song together, all the other students danced around the classroom, jumping up and down with enthusiasm. When they finished, everyone gave a big round of applause. Wonderful, wonderful, hooted Mrs. Merryfeathers. That's just the thing. Practice does make perfect. Finally, it was the end of the school day. It had come around much more quickly than any of them could have imagined. See you all tomorrow, said Mrs. Merryfeathers kindly. Don't forget your shoes on the way out. In the cloakroom, Coco tied his shoes, put on his coat and shouldered his bag. He was just about to leave when he saw Prickles sitting on the floor looking rather confused. Prickles wriggled his four feet in the air. His shoes were on the floor beside him. I can never remember which shoe goes on which foot, he said. Coco slipped off his bag and knelt down to help his friend work out which shoe went on which foot. Out by the school gate, Coco, Camo and Prickles all waved goodbye to each other. See you tomorrow, they said, and then went their separate ways home. When Coco reached his family's cabin, he climbed the ladder and went indoors. His mother was already busy making their dinner, and Coco went in and put his arms around her to give her a big hug. Welcome home, Coco, she said. How are you? And how was your first day of school? It was very fun, he said, and he told his mother about how kind and wise Mrs. Merryfeathers was, and about the interesting art lesson 
where they learned all about where the other students lived in the sleepy forest. He told her about how the wind had mixed all the coats up together and about how he and his friends had shared their lunch. Finally, he told her about learning to play the coolest blue guitar ever and how he, Camo and Prickles had put on a musical performance for the rest of the class. Coco's mother seemed very impressed. Wow, she chuckled. That does sound like a pretty fun day, Coco. And how were your nerves in the end? It was just like you said, Coco told his mother. Everyone was a little bit nervous because it was the first day, but I told them your advice. A little bit of nerves can be good because it gives you a chance to be brave. Coco's mother gave him a big smile, as warm as the sun in a bright blue sky, and wrapped her arms around her son. You are a very brave boy indeed, she said. That evening, after a scrumptious dinner of rice and peas, Coco brushed his teeth, washed his face and climbed into bed. His pillow was as soft as ever and he was very tired after his first day at school. Not so jittery tonight, are you, Coco? His mother said, stroking his little grey ears. Coco yawned. His eyes were creeping closed. No, he said. I'm not nervous anymore. I'm just looking forward to going back to school tomorrow. I want to make sure I'm really well rested so I can learn as much as I can. Coco's mother laughed softly and reached over to turn out Coco's bedside light. She turned at the door to look at her son, but Coco was already asleep, breathing gently and dreaming about the very next day.